Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala, and I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. With me, as always, via Zoom video chat, is my co-host, doesn't care as much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Some would say she's rather skeptical of the institution. It's Kristen Sutter. Truly caring less each and every day that this quarantine (laughs) continues. I can tell you that. There was a time when you could feel my care mounting. I think the listeners often commented that I now really seem to care. And boy, oh boy, I can tell you, even with all this time to think, the amount of time that I spend thinking about L Rock Hall is limited to one hour per week while we are recording this show. Yeah. And would you say it's dissipating? Yes. Rapidly? It's really hard to give a shit. (laughs) I mean, it was really hard before, and Uh now it's like even harder. I'm like, the rock hall? (laughs) You guys remember the rock hall? I get that. But, Kristen, we have been doing playlist episodes in quarantine. We've been going year by year for each rock hall class. I am picking quarantine-themed songs for each inductee. And I would say you've, you've found some songs through our journey oh, that you enjoy. I definitely. I've been enjoying this journey. It's neat. It's neat. I wonder if people miss us having guests, you know, sound I'm off sure in the comments. I'm sure they do. <laughs> and, you know, if you want to register your complaint, yeah. you know how to do that. Yeah, uh, don't do it by leaving us a review. Do it in an email. And then you maybe complaints go to the email. Only glowing five star reviews go to iTunes. Okay. Compliments go to iTunes. Complaints go to the email. We want to make that abundantly clear. Also, Uh, complaints go only to Joe Kuzala. I don't want to hear them. (laughs) Don't you? Don't you dare involve Kristen. No, thank you. Your drama, Kristen. This This is general rule. This is our eighth quarantine playlist. We are (sighs) working backwards. Uh, and we've made it to 2013. And as our listeners know, at this point, you have no idea what you are absolutely, in store for. Absolutely, absolutely no clue. 2013, the year I moved to Los Angeles, Get Lucky was the song of the summer by Daft Punk. That's what I remember. <laughs> you know, this, the 2013 ceremony is one of the rare ceremonies where it was in Los Angeles. Whoa, a rare ceremony. <laughs> Please forgive me. <laughs> I, you, I know you had to do it, and I'm going to I simply slide. must. I, there was nothing else I could do. It was coming out of my mouth before I could even think twice. And even then, I was like, who? Mm-hmm. Really? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> sorry. So what happened at this rare money? It was in Los Angeles? It was in, in Los Angeles. Venue? I believe that it was LA Live downtown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, We've one of those. There. From what I understand. Yeah. So as... Our listeners know at this point, I try to tell a story through these song selections. And let's begin by, you know, I feel like when you ask someone how they're doing nowadays, there always has to be a preface. There always has to be conditions. Like you say, well, all things considered, or you say, given our situation, yeah. right? In COVID-adjusted terms, blah be doo Right, because there's a there's a lot of circumstances. So the first song we're gonna listen to is a song called Circumstances by the band Rush. 
That was Circumstances by Rush. That is off their sixth studio album from 1978, Hemispheres. It, that did, was not a single. It was. Anything. It was released as a single. Did it do? Did it do any numbers? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it did uh, not chart at all. I went into that song being like, "Wow, a Rush song. That's only three minutes and forty seconds. You know, that's not that mm-hmm. long." And I came out of that song being like, that was only three minutes and 40 seconds. It felt sweeping and long. It truly did. At about two minutes and 30 seconds, I was like, well, that wasn't a bad song. And then I looked down at the counter and I was like, oh, there's still over a minute left of this song. Because it has, like many prog rock songs, it has different almost Movements. movements. Yes, exactly. Here's what I will say about prog rock. It does not want you to get lulled into a groove. No, it's it going to change it up. It does not want you to just sort of get into it, it. Get out of the groove. All right. That could be prog rock's motto. motto. Get out of the groove. Because, mm-hmm. and there were parts of it that I really enjoyed. I like the kind of soaring parts. That's nice. His voice is interesting. They're singing in French. It was a journey, but I don't know that I was like on it. I don't, I felt like I was. <laughs> yeah, you were witnessing it and you. Yeah, yeah. Could I, respect it on some level, but. Yeah. Well, the thing about Rush, I think, is that they are, I mean, especially with Geddy Lee's voice, it's very much an acquired taste. And if it's not one of their more mainstream singles, it's hard to make an entryway into listening to them unless you're already on board you're already a fan yeah it's for people who are like you know i would love to try to figure this one out math for problems people who appro- approach music like a math problem they're like whoa whereas <laughs> i i like to approach music more like a like a ride I like to get on and go. <laughs> okay. And this this is a herky-jerky ride, and I, I, it's not for me. Understood. Let's move on then. We so have you to... might say these circumstances have put us in. Yeah, well, yeah, the circumstances, it's dangerous outside and with other people. It's, it's difficult to... This is the Michael Jackson year? <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave the house. You could call it pandemonium. You could call it all sorts of things, but basically you're safer at home because it's a jungle out there, which is what we're going to listen to from Randy Newman. Cause it's a jungle out there It's a jungle out there 
That was It's a Jungle Out There by Randy Newman. That is off his 2017 album, Dark Matter. But some listeners, I'm sure, recognize that that song has been around for much longer because it was the theme song to the TV show Monk. And it was written for Monk, and it it won an Emmy. Was it like about him? Was it like, and you're a cop and you got OCD? Like, was it I mean, like it's about? This, it's the same. It's the same lyrics for the oh, most part. So it wasn't about, it was still about how dangerous the world is. For yeah, everybody. which which fits in with the premise of, of a germaphobe detective. It really does. It really does. I guess just listening to it right now, I'm like, it's just such a depression song. It's just such a now song. Yeah, uh, no. It, it, but it like, really when fits. when did it first come out? When, when so the when was the, the monkening? Two thousand two. Oh, so yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Well, let's move on to you know the quarantine has forced places to stop operating, right? Businesses, schools. So let's listen to a song called Shut Em Down by Public Enemy. Hold it now. Died when the other man lied. See the TV, listen to me. 
That was Shut Em Down by Public Enemy. That was off their fourth studio album from 1991, Apocalypse 9-1, dot, 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 The Enemy Strikes Black. And that was released as a single in 92 and went to number one on the rap charts. Speaking of prescient. (laughs) Yeah, right. This is another Mm -hmm. one that feels as uh, vital now, if not more uh, than it did at the time. Yeah, you know, I just get so, I mean, obviously no one wants to hear about my frustration about this. It's just the same struggles forever. How can we change? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and to even like hear that final verse about how if a corporation isn't going to bring their money to my town, like if they're not going to give the money to the people who are buying their products, then like fuck them, essentially. That's just still the struggle. It's just gotten worse and worse and worse. And Mm -hmm seeing the pictures of Muhammad Ali and the Black Panthers and yeah so there is a video for this oh uh, yeah <laughs> that we watched and uh it's a very very 90s montage yeah uh, video with you know Muhammad Ali and then racist Looney Tunes <laughs> cartoons and, and like uh, Malcolm X and then pictures of black people on money you know mm-hmm. which is just like and we're still fighting for that it's just it's this was 30 years ago. Jesus, almost. yeah, almost. And this is 92, so this is before the riots. Or this is during, I, and this is like around that time. And, right. you know, like kind of police violence against Black people. And right now we're, It feels I like the cycle say, continues without yeah. any progress. Ooh, I don't like it. Well, I Chris, don't. Kristen, why don't we, yes. why don't we make a hard... <laughs> turn out of this a hard left huge shift nearly every playlist we've done so far has a song about loneliness right this next song i couldn't not do it was staring me in the face and i i i had to pick it for the playlist i'm like what could it so let's go ahead and listen to alone by heart
That was Alone by Heart. That is off their ninth studio album, 1987's Bad Animals. And that was, of course, released as a single and went to number one. And here's something I did not know about Alone is that it's a cover. What? I I was going to say, it didn't sound necessarily like a song that they had written. Of course, that you can kind of tell like a lot of the the bands from the 70s who were trying to make it in the 80s reach out to outside songwriting help. That like fully makes sense. This had, this had, you know, DW's handprints all over it. Now it wasn't, it wasn't Diane Warren. It was uh, Billy Steinberg and Tom Kelly who wrote True Colors they wrote okay. Eternal Flame. Mm-hmm. They wrote Like a Virgin, I Touch Myself, I'll Stand yeah. By You. They wrote So yeah. Emotional for Whitney Houston. Oof. Yeah, they had a huge string of hits. But what's interesting is they recorded it as a group called I-10. And then my favorite little detail is that after their project was not a hit or anything, they gave it to a sitcom, a sitcom about a fictional rock band. And the show was called Dreams. California Dreams? No, no, no. It was a sitcom called Dreams. It did not run for longer than one month. Oh, boy. In October of 1984. It was created by Andy Barowitz. So there was a version of Alone that they sing in an episode, and it's a duet between a woman and a man, and it's Jamie Gertz and John Stamos. Is it any good? Are you going to no. play it un- under me talking right now? Are you playing it? I, I will play it. And now it you know, and that was about three years before Heart were offered the song and then they, you know, made it their own. They elevated it. Here's the thing. I know because I watched their behind the music, but man, they just would not put Ann Wilson on camera. I you it see her like face, you but would then... think that Ann uh, you would think that Nancy had sung the song. With the yeah, amount I, of camera time that she, it's like not even when, when the guitar solo is being played by someone else in the band, they just do slow motions of her playing guitar and running around. Yeah, almost like humping the guitar. There's a lot of very yeah. sexual uh, movement with the guitar. Her chest is heaving. They have her riding a, a horse. <laughs> they have her riding a horse for like a second and a half. It's very surprising. You and I both laughed. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then they have Ann Wilson in just like a close up with a veil on. They were just so afraid of fat women on camera. I know that that was like the record company was very angry that she wouldn't, that she couldn't lose weight, that she wouldn't lose weight, and mm-hmm. that. So then they just. Yeah, they're not subtle about it. Singing. They're, she's, she's almost in like a video she, for never. She's in a tower, like away from the band. Yeah, like she's, she's in, like on a balcony, like away from them. It's it's really in funny. In a tower, shrouded in darkness, and then just close-ups of her face, like very classic body shaming treatment, very bad. And then the whole band is literally romping around the stage everybody's having all sorts of like movement and fun. She is not even on She's not allowed to be <laughs> behind a microphone. Yeah. Like she does not, at no point do you see her singing into a microphone. It's so wild. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's problematic to say the least. Oh boy. I, 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 they really talked about that a lot in the behind the music. As I recall. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a point of contention. Yeah. And man, cause she's really, you know, elevating that song she's changing she's making it something uh, amazing you know a yeah. sell uh, um, a hit and she's she's really getting the shaft in that one it's wild and uh, then just nancy on that horse very 80s all around truly all right well let's move on to you know, if you're going to go outside during this, you're going to need a mask. You know, you're going to have to keep 
yourself. Here's Cuban Pete from the mask. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have protective measures if you're going to be anywhere near anyone else. So let's listen to a song called Protection by Donna Summer. That was Protection by Donna Summer. That is off her self-titled album, her 10th studio album, Donna Summer, from 1982, although the single was released in 1983. Not a successful single. doesn't look like it charted anywhere. But some interesting notes about this song, written by Bruce Springsteen. I guess this was the first album that Donna Summer did with David Geffen, and Geffen reached out to John Landau, who is being inducted into the Rock Hall whenever they do a ceremony. Whenever, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, technically the 2020 class, uh, Springsteen's manager. And so, you know, Bruce has written songs for people before, and they wrote something for her, and it was a song called Cover Me, and then John Landau heard it and was like, hey, maybe keep this one, write another one. And then he wrote this song, Protection. And he actually plays on the song. He plays oh. guitar and some backing vocals. On Does this. Clarence play the saxophone? On nope, it? just some, some dude named Ernie. 
<laughs> Ernie, love yeah, Ernie. Ernie Watts. Uh, uh, is Cover Me a Bruce Springsteen song then? Yes. Another note here is that this was produced by Quincy Jones, who was also inducted into the Rock Hall in 2013. Oh, we watched the music video for this song. We think. I mean, that, (laughs) right? It's such, it's so weird and so arbitrary in its selection of shots like she is at at times doing a photo shoot and then she's like being chased by a man and then she's on a motorcycle and then that's it's a just, moped that is a scooter me, at best me. uh but the, the, it's just so nothing is connected to the point where i had the thought watching it like was this created by a fan like this can't really be the music video is it an amalgam of of stuff I think they just maybe they decided to put together a music video without really having to shoot much new footage or I don't know, or maybe they did. It's just, there's no, there's no through line. It's just really, uh, it seemed like three different music videos. Like there was the story of her being on the roadside, getting on the moped with two suitcases. And then there was the story of her being very bored and weird at a photo shoot and then there was the story of her being danced at and jumping off a balcony at a fancy dinner. And then there's an additional like sound stage where yes. there's like a bunch of colors. Shadow play. Yeah, it's yeah, I don't know. But the uh, you know, the other players on this song, you've got the Toto dudes, the Percaro brothers and Steve uh Lukather, who also played on the original version of Alone by i10 but also they played on every song at this era Uh, now can i ask i10 is it spelled i10 like interstate 10 or is it spelled i e y e 10 lowercase i hyphen capital t lowercase e lowercase n whoa and this is before apple i know they maybe should consider legal action i10 (laughs) I mean, we're yeah. already on iPhone 11. You said it. Kristen, why did I, though? That's the you big question. Why did I said it? Why it. did I said it? You know, why this, had I said that? This song was nearly a duet with Bruce, but they ultimately scrapped that idea. I think that would have helped it in the charts. Probably. And Bruce considered recording his own version for Born in the USA, but... And I think he maybe even did record it, but it's unreleased. You know, the song is unremarkable. Like, it's fine. It's a good, good enough song. Like, I wasn't mad yeah. when I was listening to it, but I wasn't like, this is getting a heart on my Spotify. It's, yeah, I mean, it didn't chart at all. So that's no surprise. No charts, no hearts, baby. That's, that's, how, that's how I do it. How it goes. All right. We've made it to our last song, Kristen. The Uplift. What and shall it, it be? It has to be uplifting. Those are the rules I established at the very beginning. So I want something to be. Optimistic, here's a song by Albert King called Gonna Make It Somehow. Until things change, I've got to take it 
That was Gonna Make It Somehow from Albert King. That is off the 1976 release Truckload of Lovin', which Nice! Yes! Truckload of Lovin'! That is his seventh seventh studio album, his first with the Utopia label. Seems like it's kind of a hard album to get a hold of. The song itself is not available on Spotify. Not on Spotify. And uh, it was released as a B-side to another track from that album called Sensation Communication Together. If it were on Spotify, I would consider listening to that song. And I don't know if I'd heard it, but I, I would listen to that song again. It, it, was, it was good. Had a groove. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, was uh, Albert was- King put in uh as a regular or yep. was he, he early was, influence? he was on the ballot and he was voted in was this the john uh mayor guitar yes, yes. speech okay Absolutely. i remember that when it comes to blues guitar every player bends a note differently it's literally as unique as a fingerprint t-bone walker bent the note like this Stormy Monday, Tuesday's just as bad. And then BB King came along, and BB King did. (laughs) 
Albert King came along and went. It, it really did sell me on how important Albert King was. And this song was very fun and it was an uplift. I also remembered something that from the heart induction, which was that Nancy Wilson kept apologizing to her children for being away from them. She really, it's like heart is the perfect case study in modern feminism as far as working mom's guilt, uh -huh. body shaming and like beauty standards and, so and stuff like that. I just was remembering that right when I was uh, watching that video and I forgot to bring that up. Yeah, they, they truly, they've been through it all. Uh, this Albert King though, I enjoyed this song. I thought it was cool. I'm trying to remember... What was the package like for him? Is he's the blues pioneer, obviously. And and when I was looking him up to find this song because I had to YouTube it, I saw that he was born under a bad sign. Which I, yes. I mean that song is classic, mm -hmm. absolutely monumental cornerstone of the blues. Yeah, he was just, he's a, he's a guitar god, and he played a flying V guitar, which is a very cool looking guitar that was like his, oh, hell yeah. his kind of uh, signature guitar, and he was like a very modest guy who was just really good at guitar, and the way he played influenced people like Stevie Ray Vaughan and, and John Mayer. Did he play Sitting Down or anything like that? Um, I don't think that was a part of his thing necessarily. That's okay. more of a, like a BB King kind That's of. That's a BB King thing too. And I've been to like blues clubs. I think that everybody just wants to be BB. And also maybe when they get older, they're like, "Well, if I can sit, why the hell not?" BB yeah. King did it, you know. <laughs> yeah, if you'll if you'll allow it, why not? <laughs> yeah, nobody's gonna really come for you because the king did it. Mm -hmm. The other king. Yeah, there's there's three kings of blues guitar. Freddie King. And Albert King, King and BB King. Very I good. I remember. Wow, I really remembered immediately. I don't remember anything about Freddie King, but I did remember that he was the three kings of blues and roll. Yeah, <laughs> um, and we haven't covered Freddie King in our quarantine playlist yet, but Ooh. maybe. He's oh, I bet he's up. next year. I think that they were like two in a row, if I recall correctly, which I probably don't. Me? Well, I guess <laughs> you'll have to listen in next week as we do 2012 because that does it for our 2013 rock hall quarantine playlist to recap we listen to circumstances by rush it's a jungle out there by randy newman shut him down by public enemy alone by heart protection by donna summer and gonna make it somehow by albert king uh, we will also a relatively diverse class. Yeah, all things considered, for the hall, I say that relative to the hall in mm -hmm. their history, but relatively you know, diverse. I think that's that's absolutely true. And by that you mean, um, of course, there were uh, Americans and Canadians. Yes, truly. That's what you mean. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to put going to make it somehow on the Spotify playlist, but the other ones will make it to the mega mix. If you enjoy these songs, you can find them and listen to them on our Spotify, which you can find links to on our Twitter, which is at Rock Hall Pod or Instagram is the same thing. And of course, you can let us know what you're thinking about these episodes, or if you just want to say hello, whatever, we love to hear from you. You can email us rockhallpod at gmail.com. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, rate and review us five stars only. Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo, Yusu Kim for the music, Joey Devine for the equipment. Thank you to our respective roommates for allowing us to convert our homes into studios. That's Chad Briggs and Sean Keen on my end and Ramona Chernick on Kristen's end. And of course, thank you to Pantheon Podcasts for hosting us. I'm Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Stutter. And who cares about the Rock Hall?
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 